0: Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking about John Mayer possibly landing a late night talk show, Billie Eilish's new song and music video, and Tristan Thompson cheating on Khloe Kardashian again. Let's discuss.
1: Where to even begin? This one <laughs> does it feel like we haven't recorded in a couple of years? Because that how it feel. That's how it feels to me. Even though we haven't missed a week,
0: it feels like that to me too. I think it's just because there's been so much stuff happening and life has just really been in flux over the last like four to six weeks.
1: It really has been. It's been nonstop and it's exciting because life is really going back to normal, but it's going back to normal a lot faster than what I was anticipating. And I'm, I'm still adjusting. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a little overwhelmed and it just kind of makes me want to like curl up even more and hide. No,
0: that's such a great, that's something, I mean, it's not great, but it's something that I feel too. I was just thinking about this because now that I like live in the same building as one of my best friends, I was thinking about how, oh, we get to hang out all the time. Like we do stuff every weekend. And then that, that gives me like crippling anxiety because it's like, when am I going to do all the things that I do, which is like nothing. It's like, when am I going to do all the nothing that I do? Exactly. Wait, one of
1: your friends lives in the building? Yeah. Lauren. I didn't know that when you yeah. said that. I thought you were talking about James and I was like, oh, how cute are <laughs> you? Like, oh, my best friend. Like now that I'm living with my best friend.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, that's so um, cool. I had no idea.
1: I'm jealous.
0: I know. We're probably a cast of friends out here. She is actually the one who... I wouldn't have ever known about this building if it hadn't been for her. I just happened to email and be like, hey, do you have any two bedrooms? And they were like, fuck yeah, we do. And then the price was insane. I was like, wow. And then we literally signed a lease like three days after learning about.
1: That is the best kind of friend to have where they know all the hookups and they're not greedy. And they're not weird about, you know, oh, well, no, she was my opposite. building.
0: Exactly. No, she was the opposite of weird about it because it's such an ideal situation. Like oh. to, we don't even have to. Walk out, put shoes on to go to each other's house, which is incredible. I know I- they- Oh no, sorry, go.
1: <laughs> no, 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 you, you, you.
0: Oh, I was just gonna tell you. I can't believe I hadn't told you that she lived here, and yeah. we can actually look into each other's windows. Are wanted. you kidding? Yeah.
1: I'm so jealous. How did I not know this? You probably told me, but that was probably before you had signed no. it, or we're just touring.
0: I don't know. Everything happened so fast. Maybe I didn't tell you, but that's definitely like the most, one of the most exciting parts. I mean, it's also, everything about the situation is incredible, but that was truly the cherry on top.
1: That kind of feels like college dorm vibes, like not having to put on (laughs) shoes in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. But it's also like, it's,
0: It's slightly different. I would say it's different because, like, we're on different floors. You know, college dorm, there's constantly people in the hallway. You leave your door open. People can walk in. I miss those days. And it's not really like that. Like, I would never show up to her house unprompted unless. But at least,
1: like, you each have your own bathroom. You know, there's no, like, communal bathroom. I don't miss those days.
0: Yeah. No, but it's a really good vibe. We also have a bar in the, the, like, main floor of our building. And it has a little cute little outdoor. You need to come visit, dude. And, like, Soak this shit in because it's fucking crazy. I'm gonna
1: sleep on the futon behind you.
0: Yes, or you can sleep on the couch, or you can sleep on the queen air mattress. I mean, I could literally house five other people. So who else is coming over? Just yeah, the first
1: four people to DM us when we release this episode on Monday get to stay with me at Audrey and James's place. I know that you're. I mean, don't do this in the next, like, four days because you have had so much going on and you just, like, need to chill. But whenever (laughs) you're bored next, you do need Mm -hmm. to do an apartment tour on our stories because their place is, yes. Remember when we did a tour? Yes.
0: This who? Nobody asked me for that.
1: I have taken a poll from every (laughs) one of our followers and 89% 89 said that they want it.
0: Literally a lie.
1: I individually DM'd them from my <laughs> personal account so you couldn't see.
0: <laughs> okay, why don't we put on a poll and see if that's actually something people want? If so, I'm happy to do that. Okay, let's get into it, Emily, because. As you know, I have a time limit and the reason that I have a time limit for today is because my mental capacity is at an all-time low (laughs) and we will get into why because the question of the day is, what did you do this weekend? Do
1: you want me to go first because mine is just a lot shorter and simpler? I do, yeah. (laughs) I'll start off. Like, I feel like if you start off, the listeners might get a little overwhelmed and worried for you. So my weekend was incredibly ideal. First of all, the weather was incredible. It's still sunny and gorgeous. Like spring has sprung. That's the best way I can put it. Flowers everywhere. We have this like beautiful cherry blossom tree that's in full bloom. It's gorgeous. And my best friend from college, Annie, and her incredible girlfriend, Mary Ellen, came out and visited me. And it was just everything I needed. more. And it was the perfect mix. We were talking about this today of, we took it really easy. You know, it was never get up at seven o'clock and we need to go, 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 go. Like we have a reservation here. We got to make it here. We just took it really easy, took every day at our own pace, but we also did a lot. So it felt like a very fulfilling weekend, but like relaxed at the same time. And I love that. It was just so great. They Annie had really only been to Spokane to tour Gonzaga and then Mary Ellen had never been. And so I took them downtown. I showed them all wait, the
0: spots. Tell me where you went. As you know, I am, you know, a Spokane native. So you are this conversation.
1: We went to dinner for the first night at Luna, which is like <gasps> the cutest restaurant oh in Spokane. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Is that, did you go, I don't know if they have more locations now. Did you go to the one on like Cliff? Cliff Drive or whatever. Yes,
1: I think that's Ugh. the only location.
0: I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like an iconic location. It's it's own so building. So
1: cute. If anybody is ever in Spokane, go to Luna. It's probably the best restaurant in Spokane. I'm gonna
0: like behind Tomato Street.
1: <laughs>
0: Tomato Next Street, to
1: Spaghetti Factory.
0: It's not like a no. Tomato Street is not. It's not like a culinary marvel, but it is truly an incredible experience, and I miss it every day. And if you go on your birthday, I don't know if they do this anymore. But they used to give you a brownie with ice cream on top for free. So,
1: (laughs) okay. Well, my birthday is this month. So I'll go. Um,
0: you know, if ginger is still a restaurant there. Yes, it
1: is. And it is incredible.
0: Is it, um, is it, uh, still like right there? Yes. um, in that little
1: tiny location on grand. Yes.
0: Emily, did you know that my childhood home is a sheer two blocks away from there?
1: Are you kidding
0: yeah you really
1: need can, to come yeah. up to Spokane I, I wish I that mean, you could show me
0: <laughs> I can't because of the trauma um but we can FaceTime <laughs>
1: okay I'll just drive around and put you on my windshield <laughs> so yeah, yeah so we I didn't take him to Ginger I should have but we went Ginger to Luna so good. it's so good and then I just like took them downtown and we just walked around went to like Atticus and Daba Coffee saw the falls uh Kendall Yards we went to Nectar that wine bar that overlooks you the Centennial to- Trail. Hello Sugar we didn't. We were in a savory mood. They're not like very sweets oriented people. So I was like, oh, so it's you know
0: also so good. I mean, I know we're like, I know I'm going on a tangent, but I'm just thinking about it. what Veraci pizza in Kendall Yards. Oh. Ooh. It's so good. Their ranch oh. is like unbelievable.
1: It's so good. Yeah. So we explored Kendall Yards and then we went to Chaps this morning for brunch because yes. what better brunch spot is there? So it was just the best weekend. And Guy Anna. Fieri
0: himself. Yes. Sourced it, Did you them. know that
1: it's literally the owner's childhood home from Montana and they moved the house on, like they literally moved an entire home to Spokane, gutted <laughs> it and made it into a restaurant
0: that checks out based on it's Beyond so Beyond. I know one more place that I'm curious about peekaboo bistro is that gone oh
1: okay I know it still exists but I haven't been like I haven't okay. checked up on it in a long time
0: Ugh, this is bringing me back to my freaking childhood I really should visit honestly
1: you can stay with me
0: But I just don't want to drive there. I don't want to drive anywhere ever again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's a great segue into your, so tell us about your weekend, Audrey.
0: Okay, so as you all know, I believe we talked on our last pod, we all knew that I was in Palm Springs with James and his family, and I think we talked about how we drove there, and it was like, I don't know, a 17-hour drive or something, and it was a really long drive, but we knew what to expect. We knew it was coming. And it went well on the way down. I mean, as well as it can go, like 17 hours is a really fucking long time to be in the car. But gracefully, James took the wheel and drove from, let's see, the first leg. So on the way there, I drove from like 6 to 10 p.m. We switched off when it got dark because I have an astigmatism and I can't see. And and, like, I can't really drive in the dark anymore. Oh my God. And so he drove from like 10 to, I want to say five in the morning. So like seven hours, six, seven hours. We switched. I slept really badly, but I did sleep during that time. So I had gotten, you know, my Z's in, switched. I drove for like, I don't know, four more hours. And then he drove like the last two hours or something. And it was fine. Like we bounced back and forth and it was a good amount of time. Surprisingly, shockingly, the thing that hurt the most was my butt. Like it gets it, so it, numb. The worst. I was really shook by that because I grew up driving to Eugene from Spokane a lot and that was an eight-hour drive and honestly I was it was always like fine like it was never that hard but man when you're sitting on your ass for 17 hours I could just feel the stuff happening down and there
1: there's, there's <laughs> no way to you can't adjust yourself there's no comfortable way to sit without it and hurting
0: even worse when you're driving because you have to have your fucking feet on the ground yes exactly so, so anyway, so the way that we went down was like we we took the long route because you could just take I-5 all the way down pretty much to L.A. And then you go in because it's like east of L.A. But we ended up taking like I think it's Highway 99 for a portion just because we wanted to like do something different because I-5 is a, a kind of a slog and it's like just very straight and boring. So we knew that was going to take a little bit longer. So then James and I were like, OK, on our way back, let's just go straight through I-5 so we can, you know book at home, like go the quickest route theoretically as possible. Well, okay. We make it to LA. We're at this point, maybe 40 miles outside of LA. I'm looking at the map and I'm like, Oh, that's weird. It wants you to take an exit here and then get back on I-5 like, or in seven miles. And he was like, weird. Like, we'll just go straight through. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's weird. Then we I'm like, I can see on the maps thing that we're going to be running into some traffic. So I'm like, okay, it looks like we're running into some traffic but like, it should be fine. Like, I'm sure we'll get out of it or whatever. So I don't know. I think that was at 11, 11 in the morning. And we got up and started driving at five. So we were only four hours in at this, or no, not five, seven. So we were only four hours in at this time. We hit this traffic. We're like, God damn, it's like 45 minutes in. And at this point, I'm like, we're, we're crawling. We're going so slow. And at that point, my, I had to, I, I had to pee because we had went to Phil's coffee in LA, which is delicious by the way. I was like, going to
1: say, is really, it worth the hype?
0: It was so fucking good. I was very shocked. I thought it was going to be, they were kind of bitchy. I'm not going to lie. Like I went in there and I was like, can I have an Americano? And they were like, we don't do that hair. You can look at the menu for what you want. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <The>
1: Californians.
0: Californians. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, like, uh what's comparable can I get a cold brew and then she was like sure and then I was like okay and then I (laughs) and then I asked
1: the easiest drink everybody gets that
0: no I know but she just was mad at me for asking if there was an Americano and then I wanted a iced coffee she was like do you want any cream and sugar with that and I was like sure and then she said medium or heavy and I said medium I guess and then she said great so you'll have it Phil's way and I was like okay
1: Oh my yeah. God. And
0: then they don't do clear plastic for ice drinks. They do everything in the same cup. So I was a dingus doofus. And I was like, I saw the cups that I associate with hot coffee, and they were supposed to be two ice drinks. So when she called my name, I was like, oh, these are supposed to be ice. And she was like, they are. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I ran away.
1: Jesus, no tip for them. Be,
0: but it was like right on fucking that one street, what's it called? Ventura. So it was like the, the deepest of, you know, the LA bitchy girls. But anyways, back to the story. The reason the fills was important was because I immediately was hit with, you know, the tingling. Okay. So (laughs) it's so real. And I'm not even shitting you, Emily. At this point we were maybe moving. I'm, this is not an exaggeration. One inch Per five minutes. Like, I'm not kidding. It was that bad. And so amongst all the anxiety, like that is the worst situation to be in because it's you're not even moving. So you're like, okay, are we ever going to get out of here? And I'm looking at my gas tank and we at we're, we're at like half a tank. And- I
1: freak out about gas. Because what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna
0: Nothing. do? Nothing. You're gonna get fucked. And you can't even call the triple A because they're not gonna be able to get through the traffic to get and to- who's
1: gonna help you when it's every man for themselves and everybody wants out. Nobody has time.
0: No, and no one was even having fun with it. Like I was trying to look at people like, haha, look at the situation we're in. And they, they like, like sour sweet, like wave back. Are they going to wave back or no? And so no, it was getting to a point, Emily, like this, it, it got to a point where I said, James, I don't know what, I don't know what to do right now. I'm going to, like, I have to pee. And he looked <laughs> at our two, like Phil's coffee cups. He was like, you could like pee in these. And I was like, Dude, he was like, <laughs>
1: you're like I don't know if you know anatomy but unfortunately Sometimes it's not because, as easy
0: because I think like you know it's wide enough it's not like a water bottle I'm like oh my fucking god and I I imagined having to go like into the back seat and pee into the cups and it truly made me want to cry like how embarrassing and just like horrible and also like I had to pee so bad I was like the cups were like yay big I was like I'm I'm it going honestly to honestly might overflow out no, 100%. I'm going
1: to need a venti. This grande shit isn't going to cut it.
0: So then I'm thinking, like, okay, what other receptacles do we have in the car that I could pee in, like, I need, I was thinking we had like reusable bat, like Trader Joe's bags. I was like, should I pee in that? Like I, and then I thought about Lenny has, we have a little like, or it's a pretty big Tupperware that we put his food in. It's like a big, giant, tall container. And I was like, I could pee in that like pretty easily and just like put his food in something else. Like it was this whole thing, Emily. And I, I was getting so upset. I cannot stress enough how like deeply troubled I was was be so anxious. anxious and the peeing and everything. And then like, <laughs> and then there was just like a, a silent moment where I was just focusing on trying to think about anything else. Cause it was actually ruining me. And so I was just like staring into the distance trying to compose myself and James was like what are you thinking about? <laughs> and I was like
1: I have to be anything. anything other than the fact that I have to be.
0: And then by the grace of God we see we we turn a curve ever so slightly and there is an exit for a camping spot in the Thank distance and god And and, and because the thing is like I couldn't even think about peeing on the side of the road because everybody would be watching and it was just so I can't do that yeah so, we saw, so the camping spot did not have a restroom it was uh-huh. just an exit and I peed on the ground and like thank god that I had like paper towels in my car and like I used Lenny's doggy bag to like it was a whole situation why did they but not have a the- the- because it's hell on earth. Like that's no. the only answer. <laughs>
1: and I just say the world needs more bathrooms. I hate when you're just in the middle, like even today we went to Manitou Park and mm-hmm. the bathrooms were closed and thank God I didn't have to pee, but it made me anxious. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It made me anxious being like, what if I had to, what am I supposed to do?
0: And it really made me think I was actually having an entire similar conversation in my head. About how this is like the this this thing and my female anatomy is like something. Sometimes it holds me back from going on experiences because I'm like I don't know where I'm going to go to the bathroom. What like, so like con- concerts or bars? I usually don't drink. Like part I don't drink for a lot of reasons. Mostly because. I get really hungover and it doesn't feel good. But I also don't drink because it makes me have to pee. And I hate like having to pee so much when I'm like out in a boot with my friends or whatever.
1: And especially if you're in a line Mm -hmm. at a bar and then you're just screwed because you can't get into the bar to pee and it's gonna be a while. And And it's a horrible
0: horrible. feeling. Horrible. But, anyways, so we ended up getting to pee. Thank God. Like it was actually, I mean, TMI, but it was the longest pee of my life. Like it was crazy. And um, then we got back on the road, and we were going even slower. It oh. was insane. It was a seven-mile stretch, and we got by the time we got out of it, it was three hours later, and that was just truly horrible. Oh, and and so here's the kicker. So the whole time I'm looking at James like, you know, it's so frustrating. We're gonna get to the end of this, and the only reason it will have been stopped is because people are rubbernecking, trying to figure out what happened, like there's a crash or something. Yes, yeah. We end up getting a text from James's mom that's like a screenshot of Twitter, a giant truck of a thousand pounds of asphalt spills onto I-5 North and blocking all four lanes of traffic. (laughs) So for hours, there was no, no through traffic on the freeway and traffic was being diverted. Thank God there was an exit like right before the The traffic was being diverted to another highway. And then you could get back on it like three miles down the road. So that's what we ended up doing. But a lot of people didn't know that because I don't know. I guess a lot of people aren't on their phones or whatever. So people are just trying like waiting for it to be open. So that's why it was just like stopped forever. It was so bad.
1: I saw the tweet that you posted that was like, it's ironic that.
0: Here, I'll read it. I'll read it. I I got you. I got you. I'm like, you're going to gonna fuck this up so bad. So they had, quote, tweeted the news tweet that said the asphalt thing. And this guy said, dang, they dropped a bunch of freeway on the freeway and they couldn't open up the freeway until they cleaned up all the freeway. <laughs>
1: uh. Wait, so did his parents make it out before that happened? Or how did they not get stuck?
0: They aren't leaving yet because they're going to go visit a friend, their friends in Arizona from there. So they hadn't been driving up. And it was really frustrating. The worst part is that, so when we hit the traffic, it was 11. Yeah, it was 11. And the asphalt spill had taken place at 7.30 in the morning. So had we checked the route, but even so, like I would have seen it and I've been just like, oh yeah, we're going to hit a little traffic and we'll just wait, you know, get through it. Yeah. 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 It'll still be faster than taking like the highways that are off of I-5. But because there's like no exits by this place, like it was the least opportune place for it to go. And I just have to say, so I read that there are no injuries. So this is assuming that the person driving the truck is completely fine.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> Literally. He owes everyone an apology that had to be on I-5 that day.
0: I'm suing for damages and for mental distress.
1: I, wait, what about Peter and Maddie? Where were they?
0: They're still, they're same deal. They're hanging back. Oh. so Because we just had to come back because I have to work on Monday. and. Yeah.
1: I'm so sorry, dude. You're never, if any of your friends this
0: summer are like, let's road trip. (laughs)
1: You're going to be like, you need at least a year before you do another road trip.
0: It was a learning lesson because I actually like road trips and I was excited, but in no one's right mind should they go on a trip for 21 hours straight like no,
1: let's even, cap it at eight hours the Eugene even if
0: multiple road. people are driving like you need to you need to stop somewhere overnight and I stand by that like I'm glad we got here because I really just didn't feel like spending you know 80 bucks on a room like yeah and then delaying like getting here you know mm-hmm. but I'm just never going to put myself in that situation again like ever will-
1: <laughs> honestly good for you and James I feel like that's a huge you know growth for your relationship having to see each other in
0: that situation <laughs> No, he was great. We honestly, I'm surprised, like, we were chilling, and he was very, you know, he was my rock during that time.
1: Oh my god, and Lenny was probably like, what the hell is happening?
0: He was just sleeping, like, what's up, my dude? But- James was very good and he helped keep the you know it was it truly was the five straight stages of grief like at first we're like haha this sucks and then we're like holy shit and it was like spiraling and then it got so horrible that it was funny so we were just laughing like what the actual fuck and we saw funny shit on the way because people were like peeing off the side of the road and like taking just breaks to like stretch their legs like it was so hilarious so Yeah. And then it was funny because even though, so the worst part about that was it delayed our trip by three hours, which it was going to be an 18 hour trip and it turned a 21 hour trip. So that was like really horrible. Like that was by far the worst part is like we were supposed to arrive at 12 AM and then we ended up arriving at like three 30 in the morning, but it's crazy how much it changed perspective because anything is better than being stopped on the freeway. Like as long as we were making progress
1: 18 hours than being stuck in traffic for three
0: exactly like we were making progress towards our destination every hour that we drove was one hour less until we get to our destination which was significantly better than not knowing when we were going to get home so morale was actually great from that point on like we just cruised on by James and I switched I drove for 10 hours straight and I was like and
1: you got in and out
0: (laughs) and we got in and out yeah that was James drove from like 11 to 3 in the morning when we got home. I
1: could just see you. You know, the TikToks that people joke about like me listening to All Too Well by Taylor Swift. And they're like, (laughs) like swerving all over the road. That's how I picture you driving.
0: It got to a point where I was like, it it was like running, like the longer you go, the more comfortable you get. And I was just in the zone and there was nobody on the road after that, basically, like it was so chill. And I ended up being able to drive in the dark. Cause there were no other cars, like making my stigmatism, make everything blurry. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I was in competition with myself. Like I thought I was gonna have to switch around 8 p.m., but I pushed through till 11, and I was very proud.
1: You're a warrior. I really thought I really thought you were gonna ask me to do a solo pod, and I I would have been like absolutely because that is ridiculous that you did that. And so the fact that you are here today, truly kudos to you. The dedication is unmatched.
0: Thank you. You know what's funny is we were like this should be a 30 minute pod. It has now been 25 minutes, so we should probably get started. But honestly. That was the hottest tea of the week. Like nothing can top that. So no. anyways, let's get into it. Shall we?
1: Let's do it. We have some smaller stories this week, but they're fun. We haven't like they're exciting to talk about, but it's no Demi and Froyo.
0: <laughs> no, that was a once in a lifetime moment. <laughs> righty. So John Mayer may be having a late night talk show. According to Variety, John Mayer's in talks with CBS to host a talk show on its streamer, Paramount Plus, called Later with John Mayer. It would mimic the format of his long of the long-running British chat show, later with Jules Holland, which features the host jamming with various musicians and peppering in banter between musical performances. The Mayer version of the show would live primarily on Paramount+, Plus, but occasionally air on CBS. John Mayer has long been known as funny, popping up in comedy context for over a decade. His comedic chops first came to people's attention on Chappelle's show, and he's done occasional stand-up performances since 2009. Most recently, Mayer joined folks like Tiffany Haddish and Louis C.K. at Chappelle summer camp. Should the CBS deal go through, it wouldn't be Mayor's first time hosting a talk show. The senior was one of several in her hosts of The Late Late Show between Craig Ferguson and James Corden. And Mayor was ahead of many celebs doing an Instagram live talk show before the pandemic. He's also been delivering plenty of content to his TikTok followers in recent weeks. So what do we think?
1: I really want to know your take on this because as we've talked about in the past, you're a huge John Mayer fan. And so from someone who, I I mean, I like John Mayer, but I wouldn't consider myself a fan. I don't know how else to put that. It's not that I dislike him. I just don't. I'm like, I'm not in the fan club, but Mm -hmm. I think these sort of deals... I mean, it'll be interesting if it goes through. I'm sure it'll go through because I think when the news broke that it might go through, everybody got really excited. So I'm sure that is just like the extra push that they needed. But I don't know. You know, I feel like you have these celebrities that... Sort of start their own shows on Instagram or yeah, now TikTok, and then all these media companies want to transform it into an actual show, and it never How ends up it? being as good because it's not the same show where they're just like at home on Instagram, and then all of a sudden it's this whole production, and you get writers involved and producers, and everyone has a different vision. I just feel like we've seen this happen before, and people get really excited because we think it's going to be incredible, and then it just gets messed up because too many opinions get involved. They try Try to change it too much. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I would definitely watch it, and I think it's great that they're trying it. But I just don't think it'll be as successful as we want it to be. But what are your thoughts from a fan standpoint?
0: So I think the key here. Well, there's a couple things. Talking about the show itself, I'm actually excited about the format because I'm really more. I I understand that John Mayer in in recent years has been coming up more as like an individual figure rather than a musical figure. But, like, my stanhood and fandomhood is over his music, which I, like, discovered, myself discovered around high school and, like, really fell in love with all of his music and his entire works and, like, following him around to different tours and buying all his CDs and buying merch and just being obsessed with his actual musical gift. So it's exciting that the show if this is actually a real thing kind of hinges on that because I think that that's really like that's what I the reason I love him like more than anything. I think he has a great personality. I do think he's funny. I've seen a couple of his Instagram shows, I've seen his TikToks. I like his personality. Like he's he's cool to me. He's He's coming to his own and he's just a a big boy who is just having fun at this point versus like back in, you know, the two thousands when he was a womanizer, but yeah. So I don't know. But the only thing is, so then beyond that though, like, I don't know if I'm going to get another streaming service. So I just don't know if I will end up watching it. Like Paramount plus is just another streaming service. And I don't know. I it's, it's becoming a lot you guys, like at at some point, (laughs) okay
1: that's actually I gr- I didn't even think about that when I read through but I of course do not have a membership to Paramount Plus and this would not be enough for me to want to get it I can't with the streaming platforms also my friend Annie when she was here she was trying to tell me about a show that she's been watching I think it's Yellowstone and she was like yeah it's on the streaming service called Peacock and I started laughing I was like Annie, that's literally NBC's streaming platform. Like, I know, and she was like, "What?" She didn't know that it was NBC's, and which it was insane to me when I first heard it. But then I started thinking about it, and there's so many that it is hard to keep track of. And if I heard Paramount Plus, I don't think I would immediately know that it was Viacom CBS. You know,
0: I don't and know. Then, like everybody's trying to like have a piece of the pie, which I understand because that's it's, ugh, capitalism ruins exhausting. everything. I'm pissed off because. I love the format of streaming. Like it makes so much sense. You choose what You want to watch and like you, when there's like combinations of different channels that are owned by like a greater network, then the network has a streaming service and then it works great. Like HBO is just a great example because they have just really high quality content on their shit. And they also have like legacy stuff, like friends recently friends on there, which is like, yeah, sex in the city. They
1: really have ramped up. There. Yeah,
0: and so that to me, like theirs, is worth it. Versus, like it feels like other newer ones are just trying to, like, a they're trying to like make a conglomeration of like any content that they can get their hands on, so that they can make themselves more valuable and make people want to pay for their service.
1: That's like Apple TV.
0: That's what I was getting at. My Sorry. second point to that was my second point to that was, or they're just like over fucking, they're mass producing shows that are fucking shitty. Like I literally think that TV is so bad right now. It's like very upsetting. And there it's because there's so much competition on these streaming platforms to sell these pilots to all these new platforms, to be the thing that gets people to pay for their service. And I'm just, I'm very sick of it. So yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm online right now trying to find out what's on Paramount plus and it's truly not, I mean, what they have on their landing page is CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, MTV, Smithsonian Channel. Okay. Those are some high profile channels, networks, if you will, but what are what's the content? Because that's what people care about. And I'm not actually seeing that on here. And then they have a couple of originals, which none of them I've even heard of. Let's see. The Good Fight is a Paramount original, I guess. And Star Trek is on here. And Why, Why Women Kill.
1: I've never heard of any of that. Yeah. Well, you know what was interesting? What what, what day is today? Today is Sunday. So last week when it was the Academy Awards, the good old Oscars, I don't know if you saw this. I only saw it because it popped up on Facebook, but it was the lowest rated ceremony in Oscars history.
0: Yeah. And 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 the lowest watched, right?
1: Yeah. It was, it was a 58.3% drop from last year's ceremony. That's 13.75 million viewers that they lost.
0: What's the, like, what's the insight? Is there a reason? I don't know. I think, let me, let me see what they list
1: out in, in this article because I'll actually get a professional opinion. But my personal opinion is A, people are just only on streaming platforms, so they just don't watch TV anymore. And also B, I think these award shows are really outdated and it's COVID. And so they're not the normal award shows. Like no one's in the audience. We don't really get to see the celebrities all together. I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. Well-
0: and that sparks a good point, which is COVID. And I mean, that's the obvious answer. And that's so true because like James and I used to love, and we we will once movie, the, movie theaters open up again, but we would like religiously make sure that we watched every single Oscar nomination or as many as we could before the Oscars. And we didn't do that because we wouldn't, we didn't go to movies and like, we just never made the time to like rent them at home. So I think people were a lot, were just, I'm, I wonder if it matches up with like box office trends because if people are just watching less and it makes sense why nobody fucking cares to turn on Oscars, you know?
1: Wait, actually, this is interesting. I didn't realize that they went host list host host (laughs) list for the second year in a row. And I think Mm -hmm. that's actually interesting because I know that a lot of award shows have sort of toyed, you know, whether or not they should have hosts or not. And I think you can give pros and cons to each option, but I will say that pretty much the only reason why I, I mean, I, I really actually enjoy the Golden Globes, but what made me excited to watch the Golden Globes was because Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were hosting
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, eh, I don't know if that's like a huge, I feel like
1: personal opinion
0: because the hosts are so not integral really. Like they do the introduction and then it's like different people introducing the awards every time basically. So I kind of like how things are going hostless, but I don't know that that would be the reason for a 50% drop in viewership, you know?
1: I know. The, okay, the article doesn't really say anything about why. They just sort of said, like, oh, given this year's circumstances, it makes sense. And I'm like, what? What about, <laughs> um, go, give me give me more details.
0: I think it yeah. must be. Oh, that's what I think what it, know. It must be because of the COVID. The drop is in keeping with other award shows during a pandemic time that has altered the nature of celebrity gatherings and stunted the rollout of nominated entertainment. Yeah, that's true, too. Like, so many things didn't even come out this year because true. of COVID. Golden Globes suffered a 63% viewership decline while the Grammys plunged 51%. Have you I seen love that. I love when Hollywood plummets. <laughs> I know. Have you seen
1: Promising Young Woman with Carey Mulligan?
0: No, but I've heard of it. Is that a movie?
1: Yes. And you should really, really, really watch it. I had no idea what to expect and I actually loved it a lot more than I thought I would.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I definitely will. Was it an Oscar nom? Yes. Is that what won the Oscar? I'm trying to remember if she, if it actually won. Who won Best Picture? Oh, Nomadland won Best Picture. Oh, right. And then Minari. Have you seen that? That was cute.
1: Yes. So good.
0: Okay, we need to keep moving on. And this is great segue because we both just watched the Billie Eilish documentary as well. So after announcing her sophomore album, Happier Than Ever, earlier this week, Billie Eilish has returned with the LP's new single, Your Power. Eilish self-directed the video for the song, which, like all of her music, was written and produced by the Grammy winner and her brother, Phineas. On the intimate track, Eilish sings above a delicate acoustic guitar riff. On the song, she sings of power dynamics in relationships, especially when one partner takes control and advantage of the other. Try not to abuse your power, she sings. The video features a camera slowly zooming in on Eilish, who is sitting alone on a mountain. As she sings, a large snake wraps itself around her body. This is one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Eilish wrote on Instagram. I feel very vulnerable putting this one out because I hold it so close to my heart. It's about the many different situations that we've all witnessed or experienced and I hope it can inspire change. Happier happier Than Ever will be released on July 30th. Um, and the announcement included the 16-song track list, album cover, and an excited note to her fans. Quote, this is my favorite thing I've ever created, and I'm so excited and nervous and eager for you to hear it, she wrote. I can't even tell you. I've never felt so much love for a project than I do for this one. Hope you feel what I feel. So first of all, what do you think about the song? I was just
1: so excited to listen to it because, you know, I think when, bad guy came out. Obviously that song took over the entire world. And I was curious to see if she would try to come out with a a song like that again, and that would be her first release, or if it would be one of her more slowed down, really beautiful kind of haunting songs. And it definitely fit that vibe. And I didn't really pay much attention to the lyrics the first time I listened to it. And so I was like, wow, just what a beautiful song. It's very, it's, it feels Buttery, like it's so smooth and nice and and like relaxing in a weird way. And then I listened to the lyrics and I was like, oh my god, okay, this is like a lot heavier and more intense than I thought. And I would love to know, I just want to know what it's about. I mean, it it, from what she's said, it sounds like it's a very personal song and an experience. And I know that she obviously, after watching the documentary, it's not like they have songwriters writing these songs for them, it's her and her brother primarily. And so I don't know. It kind of feels like it was maybe just about like a toxic relationship experience with an adult when she was younger. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts? But I love the song. It's beautiful and it's it's very billy. And it was I yeah, I'm listening to it on repeat.
0: I think it could have many meanings. Like it could be about that. It could be about a relationship, just like a like she said, a imbalance of the power dynamic between a relationship, which I think is something that most people have experienced if they've experienced in relationship if they've experienced and oh uh, oh my god a relationship, um yeah. and yeah I like the song I it's interesting seeing her debut like this completely new look to the blonde, and a lot of people are are likening it to Taylor Swift because she changed her look and her aesthetic so drastically oh. that she's really marking like the age of a new you know, era. Yeah. And also just the name of the album being happier than ever versus her other albums. What, what, they're all like sad. <laughs> so <laughs> what are her other albums called again? Billie Eilish albums. When we fall asleep, where do we go?
1: Well, and then she just has the live album.
0: So don't smile at me when we fall asleep. Where do we go? I think they were talking about her song titles are very sad uh. in in her last album. And they're just very intense, you know?
1: This did just feel like an interesting song. Like no other artist would probably use this as their single. You know what I mean? Like this seems like the type of a song that lives within the album, like number seven within the album, seven to 10, and that you really only like if you're a true fan and listen to the entire album. I just think that it was a really interesting choice, but it makes sense because she's Billie Eilish. It makes sense for her, but I don't think a lot of other artists would choose this song.
0: Yeah. Like it's not really a summer bop, but people are fucking streaming it. It is very high up on the charts and it sounds like people are very excited about what she has coming, which I am too. I think she really does make great music. Although I will say the documentary, I don't know that it painted her in like the very best lens.
1: (laughs) I totally agree.
0: Yeah. Like it was really weird because it was, I mean, it definitely showcased like her personal struggles and how they relate to her music. And I think any documentary about a mega famous person also just highlights like how hard it is to, you know, to some degree, how hard it is to exist as that big of a celebrity and like what you sacrifice when you are that huge in order to like make it big. But I also felt like it, there was a lot of like diva vibes that made me not want to like stand her. Like it was a little bit of a lack of humility, which I think just comes from Also her young age, like Phineas is just a little bit older and you can tell has just a lot more like grounding and maturity.
1: There's such a big difference between the two of them. And especially when they had a deadline or, you know, they needed to finish something and he would just tell her, let's sit down and finish it. And she would just
0: throw a fit. Oh yeah. But he also, it's hard because I think I am for, like, I know logically that she's really young. I don't, how old is she now? Like 19, 18, 19 but in my brain, she's just so like mature and, you know, so successful and she just doesn't look 19. So in my brain, she's like 25. And so I don't like her vibes as much, but then as I was watching, I had to remind myself, like, she's literally a teenager in these shots. Like she's 17, 16, 17 in these clips. Like, of course she's not going to have it all figured out and, you know, be totally like respectful of her mom or you know, handle pressure well when she's still also like learning how to be an adult. So I'm cu- trying to cut her some slack, but I know. I was like, Ugh, this made me. I thought it was going to make me like stand her, and it just made me. It made me respect her as an artist and as a as a celeb, but it did make me be like. Ugh, You're so like, ugh, why are you so- It's just really whiny.
1: And I thought it was interesting because obviously she doesn't share a lot about her personal life on social media and in interviews. You know, she's never talked about a boyfriend or just like anybody, her dating life, all that good stuff. And then (laughs) in the documentary, we got to see her with her ex-boyfriend. And I thought that that was really interesting that she- allowed that in the documentary I thought it was really cool because yeah it's a side of her that we had never seen before but the way that she acted in that relationship and with her parents I would say her relationship with her parents and that ex-boyfriend was what really turned me off of her yeah that was when I mean, the, the teenager started it the, to come out
0: it was a hundred percent the parents for me the relationship with the boyfriend actually helped me remember how young she is because she was yes. you know, so like it was so clear that she there was like a power control dynamic between them. I felt like like her boyfriend clearly had more power and she like really wanted to be in a relationship and he was like eh, kind of lame and didn't appreciate how much of an icon she was. But yeah, it was definitely more how she talked to her mom who was like always trying to just like support her and help her. And she was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know anything. And that kind of vibe. I know I- that
1: it really, it's interesting too, because I'm forgetting where they were, but it was after a concert. She was doing some sort of a meet and greet and it was only supposed to be a couple of people. And then a bunch of people were invited and she was so pissed that she stormed off and was basically like, I don't owe these people anything. Never do this to me again. The fact that I got caught in this situation, you don't understand, blah, 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 blah. And I still think about that moment in the documentary. I don't know why, but I just, I really can't decide how I feel about it because on one hand, I can't even imagine being pulled in so many different directions for every second of your life and everybody expecting you to be on all the time, 24 seven, and never just having boundaries and having time to yourself, but Mm -hmm. also, oh, I don't know, you're famous and these people (sighs) want to see you and you're making a shit ton of money off of all of them. So I don't know, uh, like you don't owe them anything, but oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that's such a hard, a difficult thing about being a celebrity.
0: I I think that I felt similarly with or maybe a better example of like how you're feeling was that concert where she like rolled her ankle and then she got up on stage and she was like I just want to do a good show for you guys like and now I can and she like stormed off the stage because she was like so upset which I what happened was that she was so enveloped with like wanting to do right by her fans Mm -hmm. that she got overwhelmed and she had to run off but what it looked like was like you know like you 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 had a minor inconvenience and then you like almost didn't do the show because it wasn't going to be like absolutely perfect and then she was so hard on herself afterwards like so so upset and i think like had she handled it differently she would have been more proud of herself like had she just been like okay guys i just rolled my ankle sorry but i'm still going to give you a hell of a show no. then that would have been iconic and like she could have walked off and been like i'm proud of myself like i can't control the things that i can't control like rolling my ankle and i feel like that level of like Professionalism and like rolling with the punches will come like with age. But I did feel like it was biting her in the ass, just as a human, to be such a perfectionist that anytime Holy something went wrong, it was like the sky was falling and everybody around her had to like circle around her and make sure that like she was okay because she was so stressed over and it.
1: Bring her back to earth and calm yeah. down. Finney never think- got mad at her. Did you notice that?
0: Yeah. He was, I mean, he was really like, I think he's a really grounding energy for her. Like, I think that they are great partners because, and he understands, I think he understands her because it would be easy for you to see the way she handles those situations, which to me, if you were like a, a plus, you know, celebrity performer, whatever you would do the best that you can. And then you would say, I did the best that I can. And, you know, I hope they liked it. But for her, it was like she was so negative and down on herself. And it was really hard to watch because that's internal. Like Mm -hmm. that's something that she needs to just learn over time. Like nothing's ever going to be perfect. And it was just sad. Like it just made me feel sad because I feel like she would be so much more confident if she changed her perspective a little bit. You know what I mean? And And like I said, I think that's like a youth thing. And not to say she's so much younger than me, but I do think like that's what happens when you shoot to stardom like that, like she, she still was self-conscious because she hasn't been in this career for very long. And so every single thing matters to her and has so much weight because it probably feels like she could still lose it at any point. You know what I mean? Yeah. New.
1: Yeah. And you can tell that she's someone that definitely likes control and doesn't like other people to be influencing her or doing anything that she hadn't already been doing. I thought it was so interesting that they showed behind the scenes footage from her music video and how yeah, she, that was
0: that. Weird. And yeah. she
1: said right after she goes, I'm never letting anybody direct a music video again. And sure enough, this <laughs> music video she directed,
0: directed a- by her. Yeah.
1: Total. And it's not like a a control freak but she's just very uh, uh, like almost OCD about whatever she does I don't know I don't know how to explain like it kind of, but-
0: yeah I think a lot like needing control is a good way to put it because that's what it was like she was so frustrated with like the directors of that uh and at first
1: I was kind of like dude, you know, like maybe be a little more patient or just be a, a little more willing to work with this guy and explain to him what you want it to look like. But then it was cute because it showed an old clip of her basically doing the same thing to her mom when she was little and being like, no, mom, you, you need to zoom in here and then stop yeah. there and do this. And so I thought that was really cute that they showed that, you know, it's not just her being a diva and, you know, that's something, I know.
0: That's but I do still think it woman. was like rude how she was like communicating with everybody. Oh, like- totally. But maybe that's just showbiz and I'm too much of a little snowflake to be in the entertainment industry.
1: (laughs) I also loved when she met Orlando Bloom and then didn't know who he was. And then her (laughs) family had to say he's the guy from pirates of the Caribbean. And she was like, Oh my God, I wish I knew that. Like, I wish I could go hug him again right now. So I thought that was hilarious. And it definitely, again, showed her age because if she was our age, even just a few years older, I think anybody our age would know who Orlando Bloom is.
0: And then that generation just doesn't. Also the Justin Bieber of it all and how obsessed she was with him And how emotional she got when they met. I was so shook by that.
1: That was really cute. And also, I have to say, though, their FaceTime at the end, after she won all the Grammys, it was really awkward. It was really uncomfortable. But again, I think that just might be her age. Because I feel like when I've seen other celebrities interact, they're very normal. And they have a normal conversation. But And maybe she's just starstruck. You know, I'm sure it's still insane to her that she's FaceTiming Justin Bieber. But yeah, 100%. I, I don't know. He was giving her advice and she was just kind of like <laughs> nodding along and saying really weird comments. And I don't I know the,
0: who the real person on the wrong side is Justin Bieber. I don't know why. I just, I think he is. With his friendship or just in general in life. He's, he's on the wrong side. Really?
1: Mm-hmm, I yeah. feel like he's kind of come back around to the right side. No. Oh my God. sad. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, yeah, I have seen all the TikToks lately of him and Haley Bieber, and him. The Hailey Haley Bieber
0: stuff husband. is so funny. I, know. I don't know. He just gives me bad vibes. I think something's gonna come out one day that he was a bad person, and he's gonna get canceled.
1: And we're gonna play this clip. Does he have a documentary?
0: I feel like he does about when he first started. Like he'll when have he, another
1: one the, soon.
0: the Never Say Never one didn't.
1: Oh, you're so right.
0: I don't know. Just he'll definitely remember. he'll have another one. Next chapter. I don't know. I don't fucking care. Okay. Let's get into the last story of the day. Yeah. Chloe Kardashian. Poor Chloe. Chloe. She had
1: just gotten out of the news and she went right back into it this week.
0: I. Let's just read the story, okay? Okay. New cheating allegations against Tristan Thompson surfaced earlier this week after a woman named Sydney claimed that she and Tristan allegedly had a sexual encounter a few months earlier in 2021. The claims, which are currently unverified, were made in a video posted by Hollywood Unlocked in which Sydney states that she was unaware that Tristan... Unaware that Tristan was in a relationship when she alleges that they spent time together during a number of occasions. She also claims that she ended communication with him after finding out he was in a relationship, but that he has tried to contact her since. Since the claims surfaced, neither Chloe or Tristan have spoken publicly about them or responded to the video. However, fans believe that Chloe is referring to the allegations and the drama surrounding them in her recent Instagram story in which she shared a quote about kindness. It said, the people who don't hesitate to share a kind word or do a good deed to brighten up someone's day are the best kind of people. Oh
1: okay, I just have to say, I I know you laughed at this part, but when that Sydney woman said that she didn't know that Tristan was in a relationship, <laughs> he's dating Chloe Kardashian. The whole world knows. And even if people didn't know a couple years ago that they were in a relationship, when the whole Jordan Wood scandal happened, everyone knew.
0: Like Tristan shouldn't Thompson he just be is. off limits? Like not that it's the women's relationship to make sure that Tristan is says, you know, faithful, but if you encounter Tristan Thompson in your daily life, I mean, this is a rhetorical question because obviously people would still want to be with him. But it's like, wouldn't you just be like, I'm gonna pat. I'll find another NBA player. This is just too. Like, I don't, much I don't really. Laundry.
1: Yeah, like I don't really want to deal with the wrath of the Kardashian Jenner family. They could probably like sue your ass. Do you know how quickly they canceled Jordan after that whole scandal? Like Jordan's whole life was in shambles for a hot second. And she has definitely gotten back on her feet and good for her. And I'm not saying that that was right. What happened to her and how much hate she got and all the threats. But when that scandal happened, literally everyone, every Kardashian fan out there just shat all over her. And so anybody that cheats, I mean, even though it's, uh, like nobody's really surprised by this unfortunately yeah I I get what you're saying where it's like just don't mess with it because that's a whole that's a really messy situation
0: I just feel really sad for Chloe if this is true like everyone I don't under what pisses me off is okay this is the third time right that this has come out like he cheated on her once then he cheated on her right is this the third time that
1: feels right I mean this is uh, I I feel feel like it's just a constant ongoing I feel like there's definitely more than three
0: I think it's the third like public time but that's what feels right to me and every single time it happens somehow it still manages to be Chloe's fault like no Chloe how could you like let your daughter be in this family or like how could you be so stupid to go back to him? Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, obviously she wants to make her relationship with the father of her child work. And clearly she like loves Tristan, like as a family, as like the father of her child and even more like they have a history. Of course she wants to make it work. Of course she wants to believe that he can change it. that he can be like loyal to her family. I'm, if this is true, which it hasn't been confirmed, like I'm not surprised because obviously, like he's cheated before. So is it that surprising? No. But like, I also have empathy for her because I understand why she would want to try and try and try again every single time, thinking that the next time is different because that's got to be really painful. And it's just making me sad because I'm reading this shit, this alleged stuff that she, because Sydney, this girl, got on Instagram live and she read out some texts that are allegedly from Tristan and one of them said that she said apparently Chloe is not his type but I'm his type he wanted the status and to be able to keep that status but I just looked like an ex and I am his type this is the girl like imagine if you're Chloe and you hear whether or not it's true that Tristan said you're not my type and then this like other beautiful woman is my type and then knowing that Chloe has all these like clear issues with body dysmorphia and like her own self image and trying to change it. Like how much of that has to do with like Tristan, you know, it's just so sad. I, I know, like, she gets episode. all
1: this backlash and all these comments about her body, her entire, and her, just her looks in general, her entire life from the entire world. And then to have the person that is closest to you, her husband, like her partner, and, the yeah, the father of her child, for him to also be making her feel insecure, I would just be losing my mind. Because, you know, you hear all these celebrities saying it's really hard to deal with the hateful comments, but that's why you keep a tight circle. You know, like, you have to have a support, system around you. And so to hear that her support system is a piece of shit, it makes you feel horrible for her.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going through all these things. And I don't know, there's this girl, Sydney, has like done a ton of like interviews and like press about it. Like she's been on podcasts talking about it. There's this quote that's like at one point during the podcast, the host turned to Sydney and asked, so how is Tristan Thompson's D? She goes, it was a peekaboo D, but baby it was good. She replied with a grin. And then the guy said, so Tristan Thompson is uncut. And she responded with a cryptic facial expression and nodded as she played a coy saying allegedly he is. So like that seems really icky and weird, which is why I want to believe that maybe it's not true. But then like when she's literally saying she has texts, like, I don't know how much more proof you could have. Like somebody could cross-reference that really easily and find out if she's lying or not. So uh, that of feels course. really icky though. Like, what are yeah. you doing? And why are you like getting on, you know, this, a podcast and talking about Tristan Thom- Thompson's penis and like- yeah, and really- loving
1: the attention that this is getting you and then continuing to do all this press for it.
0: Yeah, and like- Just Being like, not oh, I don't like- want
1: to get involved. I don't really want to, you know-
0: Yeah, it's not to shame her, but you have to- You have to question her motives when she's literally going on different podcasts talking about it and like also claiming that she didn't know that he and Chloe were together. Like, fuck off. I don't know.
1: (laughs) No, that's gross.
0: Like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to do that, like at least own it. You know what I mean? Just be like, yeah, he reached out to me. And I'm like, I was like, this is hilarious because you are literally known for being a cheater and you're doing it again. So I'm outing him. Ha ha. Instead yeah. of being like, I didn't even know that he was in a relationship with Chloe, like and then doing
1: 15 interviews as like yeah. as many you can get on.
0: And it's been obvious that they've been together, like they've been posting constantly, and if if not together, like very involved in each other's life, you know. So
1: no, this is gross. And of course, Twitter, what Twitter has been. Extra savage lately. I swear to God. Like, uh, the people on Twitter are always unfiltered and insane, but lately it has just been on another level. And this is a tweet that was posted earlier la- or last week. Someone said Tristan cheating on Chloe is a good indicator that things are definitely getting back to normal and the pandemic will be over soon. And I just, <laughs> and then somebody else tweeted, still can't believe Chloe named that beautiful baby true when her daddy a lie. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm going to, I need to look at some tweets too. So the girl too posted a screenshot that Chloe had DM'd her. Like it's a being like, I would appreciate if our conversation can remain confidential. I'm just doing some research.
1: Oh my God. Wait, I'm sorry. One more tweet. So After the, after the person said, "Still can't believe Chloe named that beautiful baby True when her daddy a lie." Someone replied and said, "That's just like Black China and Rob naming their child Dream and putting her through a nightmare."
0: (laughs) Shit. (laughs) That's so so good. Oh my God. Actually. Okay. This is T this tweet says not nah, after Chloe villainized Jordan and blamed her for her broken relationship. And the problem has always been Tristan. She deserves this. I don't give a fuck. That's a good point. Like they all like literally shut the f- Jordan out of their life and literally let her life be ruined. Yeah. When, like She didn't cheat on anybody. Like, yes, she did something bad, but like Tristan got to be back in the family after that. Like, why did, why didn't Jordan? That's been a big point that I've seen before of like, why did Tristan get a second chance and Jordan didn't when like Tristan's the one that cheated and he knew the repercussion? You know what I mean? I know. I cheat on my diet as much as Tristan Thompson cheats on Khloe Kardashian.
1: Also remember remember when um, True was born and I I know they aired this on the show and basically Tristan said something like, they say girls change your life and Courtney said we can only pray. <laughs> I'll never forget that and I I just think that aged really well.
0: I'm just trying to see if there's any more tea in here. Tristan Thompson exposed for cheating on Khloe Kardashian. Sydney claims she started seeing Oh, she posted a TikTok. Who, Sydney? In this interview. Can you hear this? I was asked a question by my friend Hayden in which I answered honestly. However, I did disclose personal information about Tristan, which I do apologize for because that's not okay and I shouldn't have done that. However, me answering the question about our past relations, that is true. We did have past relations. I then found out that he was in a relationship and I ended things. In the interview, things got misconstrued while we were drinking. We first met November, November 11th to be exact. And that's when everything started. And then the last time we had contact, besides when he messaged me after finding out about the interview, it was the day after his daughter's birthday party, which he just got back home from Boston. So I'm sh- Okay. What? So that was her. And yeah, that was a TikTok.
1: Interesting.
0: I'm trying to see if there's, I kind of like the, having a little, uh, <laughs> a little clip. Yeah, it's very professional, wouldn't you say?
1: <laughs> we'll see how the sound quality sounds in GarageBand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what a be- week. Yeah, what a week indeed. I mean, and not, not really, but also <laughs> so, you know? It was a week personally, and it's been a day, and it's been a weekend, and I am going to make dinner, and then I'm going to go to bed.
1: I'm about to take a nap before I edit this thing. I need to lay down. Right now,
0: (laughs) that's a good idea. Alrighty, well, I think that captures everything. Thank you so much for being with us for another episode of The Wrong Side. Catch us on Instagram at the Wrong Side Podcast on Apple Pods at the Wrong Side Podcast. Leave us a review. Find us on Spotify. Get us to three hundred followers on Instagram. Vote on our poll whether or not you want to see Audrey's apartment. Share us with your friends so that we can go viral. So that. I can do afford this. afford a plane ticket. Yes, springs. <laughs> That's actually what needs to happen. Oh my and God. therapy. Yes, extensive therapy and a plane ticket is all. And don't
1: forget, the first four people to DM us get to stay with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no matter who they are. Act quickly. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.